Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hey, brilliant listener. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor Podcast. In this week's episode, I'm speaking with Christina Courtright Jenkins from the Essence Reveal Podcast. We had such a wonderful and candid conversation about discovering our gifts, our essence, as well as how experiencing a dark night of the soul can crack our hearts open for more love to pour in. I really love how Christina describes essence as the grown-up and self-aware version of your authenticity and when it comes to your personal brand it's not something you create it's something you uncover and embody and that's what we're here to do so that's the work that Christina does in the world and I really really love how she described that Christina courageously reveals her essence for the listeners and me to witness it will touch your heart as it touched mine. Enjoy. Today, I am so, so excited. As always, when I have someone really special to interview on Soul Health Mentor, I am welcoming Christina. Hello, Christina. Hello, <laughs> Nadia. It is just an absolute honor and blessing to be here with you. I am so looking forward to hearing your story. It's it's fascinating. So I obviously don't know everything about you. That's why you're here. And I'm really, really looking forward to getting to know you better. I wanted to start us off by just asking, I know you do incredible work. And all I know right now is what stuck, which really stuck out for me, is that you do something like toe readings and, and you do astro numerology that was fascinating to me so I wanted to ask you I know there's a story behind it but if I were to ask you what inspired you and empowered you to do the work you do today what would you tell me mm, so yes astro numerology and toe reading are really part of the bigger picture of what I do but they were stepping stones to do the bigger work that I do which is revealing people's essence my own as well as other people's our essence essence is the it's kind of the grown-up version of authenticity right because a toddler is authentic and that's beautiful that's only what we love about toddlers and yet we don't want to be that toddler version of ourselves in the way that we're showing up to bring, you know, awareness and this to the world. So essence is that. So that is what I'm very passionate about. Toe reading and astronumerology, they are indicators, they're road uh, you know, candles along the way or road signs that show us who our essence is. I do not believe that our as like the astrology determines the essence, the astrology shows us the essence. And then our toes show us where we are right now. So I love doing, I call it stars, uh, stars to souls. We look at the astro numerology. So that's astrology mixed with numerology. So the degrees and the different 
points in your chart and looking at the numerological as well as the astrological qualities of that. And then coming down to our souls or our toes, which show us where we've been, where we are now, and what's ready to be released. What's the layer that's ready to just get peeled back to reveal more and more of our essence? Oh my gosh. I love that explanation. And it it is, I love how you said it's all about essence. And then it's just something that is used along the way. And I can so relate to, to what you just shared and it is so beautiful that you do this work because I do believe that we all need to come back into our soul, which is our essence, yes. into our heart, and then learn to express it authentically. And I also love that you said that it's not that your numerology or your astrology determines you. It's more the expression of your essence. That's how I view it. It's mm -hmm. it's there's this essence and then it's the personality of the essence something like that <laughs> yes yes and it just it's, it's such a beautiful indicator it's it's a it's it's a language that helps us to express at a deeper level mm -hmm. yeah when did you start doing this work where you're helping your clients to excavate their essence so that is a that is that's really the story so the answer is I've been doing it for three decades, but it's, it's a lot more complex than that, but yet simple. So I created the Embody Your Essence brand program. I created that in 2020, um, but that was accumulation of my work. So I am a music teacher. I started my first music studio when I was 16 and and, and, and so going through that and then doing my own soul journey and learning toe reading, learning um, astro-numerology, learning Reiki, learning all these things. But what I realized I was really trying to do was understand what, what was this natural gift that I had of holding space for people to go through the process that can be really raw of peeling back the layers around their essence. So I hired a coach because I just thought, okay, I know what I do and I know I get great results with my clients, with my students, with anyone who chooses to work with me, the results are there, but what is it that I do? And so my coach helped me create a framework so I could create a program that, uh, that really helps people reveal their essence. So for three decades is the answer to the question, but really intentionally and knowing exactly what it is really just for two years. I love, <laughs> I love that story so much because it's, I think a lot of spiritual seekers that have spiritual gifts and are trying to find their way in the world are like, how do I tell the world what I do? I do this naturally. It's, it's it's kind of second nature and having to find the language I can very much relate because I'm much the same that it took a long way to get to where I am today. And I've literally been doing what I do, which is help my clients retrieve their spiritual gifts for a year. <laughs> yes. And isn't it beautiful? And I don't know how old you are, Nadia, but it's like we get to this point where we're like, okay. I need, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm in this, on this path in the forest and it's beautiful and I love it. And I know where I'm going, 
but I can't see the big picture without some help. At least that was for me. Just help to see this picture so that then I can go, ah, here's the steps I've been that I can break down in this very um, repeatable way for consistent results where, but I, I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? Like I can tell you what we're doing as opposed to, Hey, sit with me for six hours and you're going to have massive transformation. Amazing. There's so many things you say that I totally agree with. I always say you can't see the forest for the trees, right? Mm -hmm. And you need someone and you can't see your own blind spots. You're too close to it. So I totally agree with getting coaches, mentors. That's the whole reason behind it. You don't have to struggle through it alone. And I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm 47. So I, and I just turned 50. There so you go. I knew that we were, and, and can I just share something that I'm yeah. really, really excited about? So, um, this has just been coming to me as I evolve, as my program, as my, you know, my, my offerings evolve. I've just, I'm going to start doing, and I've really stayed away from predictive astrology, not for anything. Like there's just other people that are really, really good at that. And, and I'm going to let them stay really good at that. But can you imagine Nadia, if somebody gave you a blueprint astrologically of these mid life changes, really starting with our Saturn, our first Saturn return. And then we get the Uranus square and we get all of these things. If somebody could say, look, here's just what's kind of coming up and here are some typical things that happen. And I'm going to give you this roadmap. So I'm, I'm perfecting that actually, as we speak, as part of my offerings, this astrologically predictive point of where what's happening, the stars so that you can, this beautiful point of midlife, where I think is when our essence really, it can either explode out of us or we can let it out. So we get to choose but if we have this roadmap that helps us see that. So I just wanted to share that because I'm excited about that. <laughs> it's beautiful you shared that. And I trust in our conversation so much. We have so much to talk about. And and I'm just going to reflect what I hear because there's so many things that I hear that excite me as well. I totally agree that we get better as we age because we really come into our own and we really come into our own essence. And I love that you will offer the astrology blueprint. I can relate because I've done my own astrology readings and it was so helpful. It was so helpful to get to know. I work with the Akashic Records. So the Akashic Records, you can look at the spiritual gift, but it's on a soul level. And if you think about it, your soul without a body is pure essence. So it's about the quality of the gift. It's about, it's a little different than the personality, right? So then I also looked at blueprints, as you described, to know me as a personality, because how does my spiritual gift express as me as a person and personality? And I know how valuable that work is. And have you worked with someone that has experienced the power of such an astrology blueprint? It's just me being curious. So I haven't done it for others yet because I mean, okay, that is not, that's not a hundred percent accurate. I've, I'm working on perfecting it on myself and then other people who have given me their birth information and I'm just starting to put some things together. But as far as making an offering, it's still in its infancy. It's like a toddler right now. And I'm, because I want to perfect 
kind of some predictive things about it. So not yet, but working on it. But I love this idea of you doing the astrology with the Akashic records. That's so incredibly powerful. I'm not any kind of expert on the Akashic records. I did have one reading once and it was transformative. It was beautiful. It's just another layer, another tool to excavate that essence. And, you know, the Akashic Records, the first time I heard about it was in a bookstore with a book in the 90s. So my parents didn't have access to that tool. And I do believe it's our consciousness that is giving us all these tools. I love that you are working with women or anybody that is seeking essence. What would you say just in your perception of your clients, your community, the work you do, what are some ahas that people have when they first connect to their essence? Oh, I love, I love this question so much. Um, so one of the major things that people see is that they've been seeking for permission. They didn't even realize how much permission they were seeking to be themselves. They didn't feel like they could be themselves because they didn't have permission because we've all been trained to seek permission from some authority. Like we have to ask if we can go to the bathroom at school or ask our, you know, so there's all this permission and we just don't get out of that. We may not be asking our parents or our teachers necessarily permission, but we're seeking permission from some place that we perceive as having more authority. So that's one of the things is that they suddenly go, wait, what? I'm my own permission slip. And the doors that that opens to just be able to be your own permission slip or authority. If you look at the word authority, it, the, that word author, you are the author of your own story. So just taking ownership of that. I mean, like we know this, but it's knowing this, mm -hmm. right? It's like it, that embodiment piece of it, where it moves into your heart, into your soul. Like you were talking about this idea of having permission there have been other um, massive things of uh, people who have entered into relationships when they never, when they were like, I'm celibate for the rest of my life. They've then been in a place where they could go into a relationship of empowerment and equality. There have been people who have ended relationships because they became aware that they were in a codependent abusive relationship and they didn't even really realize it before. They, like they knew but they didn't know. Does that make sense? And so uh, for those of you that are just listening, I'm pointing at my head to say they know, but they don't know in their hearts. And so there's a big difference there between what you do. So those are just a few of the things, career changes, um, more empowered parenting. That's one of my favorite results is just teaching, they're just teaching children and teenagers that there's other options than the ones that perhaps have been taught to them. So those are just a few of the things, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very, very powerful. What I was hearing is it is so powerful to have that permission slip. And then once that permission slip has been received, it has this positive ripple effect on every area of your life. And then there's like a cleanup happening where what you mentioned, some, you know, change, maybe work environments or change relationships. 
And I also know that when we work doing this work with other people, we're always also doing our own work because we're, it's like we have to walk our talk and take our medicine. And I know that coming into my own, coming into my essence, there were so many challenges. And there was a few dark nights of the soul. And I love to share these stories with the listeners just to make them see, help them see that there's nothing wrong with reaching that place. I would love if you felt like sharing, what was uh, a dark night of a, of a soul that you experienced or a challenge that got you to the other side? Yes, yes. And um, I want to just say, um, before I move into that story, we've talked through this um, chat about soul excavation. And when you think about excavating the earth to build something, like there's a lot of tearing into the earth and that's that's what it feels like sometimes in the soul this dark night of the soul is it's it's pulling your heart out right and then um putting uh changing it so yes i i would be glad to share some dark night of the soul so um i yeah i am i am going to share this story this is a very personal story um but it was one of those, I call them C's, significant emotional events, because they allow you to see your soul. And so um, I started into the personal development world in the early 90s. I mean, really, I'd been into it for a while, but like, I actually had words around it. When I read it was in 1992, The Road Less Traveled. And so I, I had some tools. And um, in 2004, my youngest daughter, who's now 18, so spoiler alert, this does have a happy ending to it, but she was diagnosed with cancer. She was only one year old. It was two weeks after her first birthday and she'd been sick for, for a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, so she was diagnosed with leukemia. And obviously I had three other children. This was a huge a tumultuous time. And for me, I, I didn't know if I could survive if she died. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I, like, I, I believe that there is something after this life. That's a core belief that I have. Um, mm -hmm. And so I wasn't so worried about her soul or her, what, what happened to her after this life, like obviously getting there, but I didn't know if I could continue. Yeah in this in this world and she got very 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 sick uh she had a very bad reaction to one of the chemotherapies and from minute to minute we did not know if she was going to survive mm. and we had I had all sorts of people all my energy healer friends all my religious friends like everyone was sending her whatever that looked like all the love and good vibes then we just didn't know and it was it was extremely distressing we were in the hospital and I would just hold her and pray and pray and pray. And then I just got to the point where I had to let go. There was nothing I could do. Absolutely nothing I could do. I could just be. And that was the first time really in my entire life that I just said, okay, 
And when I said, okay, the peace that I felt that I knew that I would be okay and that I would be able to raise my other children and that no matter what happened, it would be okay. This letting go and knowing that my essence could handle this. And I didn't have a word for it. I just called it my soul, which is a beautiful word. Um, I now call it my essence, but I knew my soul could handle it. And that this was part of my soul evolution and my journey. And I let it go. Beautiful. And within 36 hours, my daughter turned the corner mm-hmm. and she just turned 18 last month. Oh my goodness. Thank I look you. back on that, that letting go. And that was when I saw my soul. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Is, these are gems. These are gems to hear. And it is such an honor, even though we all relate to dark nights of the soul. It is so it is inspiring and empowering to hear the story of another. And we need to tell each other more stories and say, you you can get through this. And how you said, the moment I surrendered is, is when the miracle happened. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's definitely part of who you are now, right? It is. It absolutely is. And seeing the soul and the essence of my daughter and the strong woman that she is because of that. Thank you for holding that safe space for me to share that very personal story. I am so, I mean, it takes courage. It takes courage to share personal stories. And I know we can only tell them when the healing has happened. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful (laughs) that you shared it. (laughs) So I know you've gone through many evolutions. It took you, you know, many reinventions, I'm sure, of yourself to get to where you are today. And there's lots of wisdom you could share. I know this. But if you were to just for this moment, just the way our conversation went, if you were to share an out of your mind and into your heart, because that was that surrender moment was like the mind wants to control, but the heart surrendered. If you could share such a wisdom with the listeners, what would it be? What would you want to share today? Let me just feel into that. I would love to share that there's different types of surrender. What I talked about in that story, I call that survival surrender. And it's when you get to a place where you got nowhere else to go. Like you're going to die if you don't surrender. And I want to just look at that as a baseline to what I call thrival surrender. So not survival surrender, but you're thriving Mm -hmm. in this surrender. And it's when you surrender because you trust, Mm -hmm. you trust in your soul, you trust in your source, you trust in, in, that there's just, there's something greater than yourself, that this collect, whatever we want to look at it. And so this idea of thriving in surrender, you just choose to surrender, surrender in serenity. And 
the amazingness of that. And um, I had the opportunity to do that not that long ago where I, I hit that crossroads where it could be survival or I could just say, who I remember my soul remembers what it felt like to surrender. Mm -hmm. And so if I was to share something with your listeners with that, it would be when you get to an opportunity to surrender, which is every moment of every day, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> every moment of every day we get to survive or we get to choose to survive or to thrive. And so choosing the surrender in thriving, the surrender in serenity, because you just know that the universe has your back and that you're going to be okay. And that your essence is eternal. Yes. That your essence, you said it so beautifully earlier. You said, I trust that my essence has got me. Mm -hmm. That is such a beautiful, that is such power. And yeah, it's, it's just wonderful to listen to you. I'm, I'm so enjoying it. And you. Do you feel, I was wondering if this is something that I would love to ask you, for me, my experience of, of essence, soul, but also a personality and society and society at large and conditioning, you had said it earlier, like a toddler is a toddler, but then the toddler gets conditioned to function in society so the toddler loses the essence and loses the authenticity. I have experienced myself having dreams that weren't mine because you're like, okay, you need to do this to be successful. You need to have this to be successful. If you do that, then you'll be happy. And when I was, <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, I'm laughing because, oh, haven't we all believed those lies? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I came into what you would call the essence work, the coming home to yourself, I realized, oh my gosh, that's not my dream. So I call those realizations, I call the emergence of the real dream, I call it like the secret dream, because it's hidden. You didn't actually know. Can you relate to, to the hidden dream or the secret dream? And did you have a moment when you realized, oh my gosh, that's not even my dream? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. And I love, I love this terminology of the secret dream because absolutely like we grow up and we're just, you know, that, that lie that if you do this, then this, like that whole, that I, I call it the Disney princess syndrome where we just we we get raised to think that if you just do all this stuff and then some handsome prince is going to come save you and you're going to live happily ever after and if you just do the steps and it's a it's a lie <laughs> i mean it might happen it might be true for some people but it's not true for most people and so yes absolutely i not all so i have a lot going through my head right now it's also what's coming to me is actually letting other people have their dream. Mm. In 2008, it became very clear that my husband and I had very different dreams because we woke up to the real dream, our real dream. Mm -hmm. We, the, the dream that we thought we had together was someone else's dream. Wow. And that was, we're still married. We've been married for 27 years now, but we went through a time 
-hmm. where we separated the whole thing because we were like, wow, are our dreams even compatible? Because we woke up to the real dream of what we really wanted for us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I guess the good news is, is we figured out how to each have our dreams and, and how to have those dreams. But yes, that waking up to our own dream, it can be so scary. And that's why I love what you're doing on your podcast, because you're shining a light in this space that looks dark, in this space that looks so scary. And when we get to this point in this, since we talked about midlife earlier, there comes this time where, again, it's this other crossroads where you can choose to keep believing or trying to believe or trying to put the blinders back on someone else's dream. That's never going to come true, but you can keep trying to pretend and make it come true. And gosh, if I just did more then maybe this would come true or there's something inherently wrong with me or this would be true. Mm -hmm. Or you can go, Ooh, I see that that is not true and I'm going to have my dream. And I love that path because then I get to have my dream and you get to have your dream and someone else gets to have their dream and they can all coexist together. Yes. yes. And it's beautiful. And what's so beautiful is that your marriage is a testament of it. Even though there was a little bit like, oh, oh what's happening? And we had to separate and all that, but you, you made it work, which shows that that's a part of conditioning. It's a part of conditioning that it can't work. It's not true. Everybody can have their authentic dreams. We've talked about so much goodness in this conversation. <laughs> what I would love is really to have the listener inspired to reach out to you and to say, oh, I would like to explore my essence. And ooh, a toe reading, that sounds amazing. Or astro numerology that sounds amazing where could they find you if they said oh i want a reading awesome so you can go to embodyyouressencebrand.com that's my main website where i've got things um, going on in there there might be some changes when this podcast gets released but that is staying there but it'll it might have some redirects to a couple of other things as I work on the toe reading Academy. So I'm building a certification program for the toe reading. So yay. <laughs> so, but yes, embody your essence brand. I am also on Facebook as Christina Courtright Jenkins and on Instagram under embody your essence brand with underscores in between each of those. So I, and, and reach out to me, messenger me, you know, um, I, I love to talk essence with anyone and everyone and toe readings. I do workshops regularly. They're just super reasonably priced and everybody gets a flash reading on it. So <gasps> Amazing. And I will make sure to put everything in the show notes as well. So whenever this gets released, everything will be up to date. And then the listener can get the show notes on soulhealthmentor.com. So they will find you for sure. And I'm just... So, so glad you were here because we need more soul health mentors. We need to do this work together. There's so much work to be done. And I do believe that if we come back to our essence, we can solve our personal problems, but also our community and collective problems. I love your work so, so much, Nadia. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you, Christina. It was wonderful to have you. Indeed. 
Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing. 